And on this episode of Spill the Tea with LLIB, we have the incredible Kate Hill. So Kate, spill the tea on what the journey as a woman in business has been like for you so far. It's been long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a long, long yeah. time ago. A long, long journey. Yeah. I started my working career at the age of 16, left school, went straight into a training academy where they taught us how to sew. I could already sew, yeah, but yeah. they, you know, shown you the, the main things, sewing zips, mm. hems. We actually were based in Ford's factory. Wow. Yeah. Oh God, your mum would must have loved you. <laughs> like they're learning how to put a zip in. Yeah. My mum would have been like, oh, hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> but there was always a sewing machine in our house. Like was my mum did sew. I oh. mean, Nan was like really creative. She yeah. made absolutely everything. Yeah. You know, everything. mine and the same, but I think that's just like that era, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, I spent, so then I, I got a job in a factory and I worked there for 11 years. So I was a seamstress working myself up and I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great job. Yeah. And then was made redundant, had our Joel and then knew that I wanted, I still, I needed to find out what I was going to do next. Mm. I had all these skills. I'd done all my MVQs. I was an apprentice, so I'd worked my way through this. Yeah. And I went to, so I went to speak to a careers advisor to see, you know. Yeah what path to take yeah. and oh you laugh so the, you kind of give them your qualifications mm-hmm. what your interests are what you want to do and she puts them all in this computer don't. honest to god i don't know if this is even a thing right yeah. and it's sort of like it was spilled. i remember really? it yeah we did them in school and i was Stop. like well none of that i said i wanted to be a teacher and you've come back with all these other things <laughs> you're not gonna know. come on what so did it come back as what should have been your so, chosen career uh, a mobile leather cutter oh really <laughs> Me and my friends still laugh at that. We're like, hey, you could have done couch upholstery. Yeah, yeah. it was just so funny. So anyway, if you ever want to try that out, my couch is looking a little bit dated. So, so with that, you didn't go with that though, did you? No, I decided not to do that. (laughs) Thanks and be on your way. (laughs) I'll have a little think. Yeah. So I I got into theatre costume and production design, pattern cutting. I did that for about with leather, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah leather. <laughs> did sampling. Oh, she's gone now. This is going to be the whole podcast, the yeah. leather talk. Yeah, so um, did that's that for, the X-rated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> beep, beep. Um, that, yeah, did that for th- about three years, and then from that, I started my first business. So I'd learned all these skills along the way: dressmaking, um, costume doing corsets and things like that. So I started Kate Hill Boutique and that was dressmaking. So I did bespoke dresses and supplied two shops in South Liverpool, just boutiques. Did that for many years because I've got the sewing machine. Mm -hmm. So I work from home Mm -hmm. and then it just got harder. You'll ask anyone in the textile industry, it is, it's hard. It is hard unless you've got like your regular customers. But even so, it's it's not an easy industry to get Mm -hmm. into. So with that, Lola was young and I needed a change of direction, of job, and I decided to go to uni and at the age of 37. Wow. Yeah, go to uni and try something different. So I did visual merchandising, which I loved. And from that came mm. Lola Star. 
Yeah. And then, yeah. Wow. Wow. Amazing. What a journey. I didn't know that you had two, like, how long we've business. known each other now. Yeah. I didn't know you had your, your boutiques. How yeah. amazing is that? That, is, that was just yeah. online. It was only like a, a landing page, yeah. though. It wasn't anything, yeah. you know, I've learned all that along the way, but it was just a landing page. Yeah. yeah. No, I think like the rise of the high street and this sort of cheap <clears throat> um, fast fashion now has made yeah. it really, really difficult for some seamstresses, seamstresses and, and boutiques. Yeah, to compete with like, it. Yeah. Yeah. You can go to like, you know, pretty little thing mm. and order something mm. really cheap and get it yeah. the next day. Whereas, mm. so, you know, a seamstress will... Bespoke yeah. make to you or or even if so. Yeah, you know, but you know with a seamstress that the yeah. arms are gonna be the same length, don't yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Realistically. Yeah. Um, definitely. But yeah, no, you're you're absolutely spot on. So can you share a pivotal moment or a challenge that you faced in your career that ultimately led to a valuable lesson or some insights to your business journey? Um quite a few probably. Yeah. But I'm gonna go with the most recent one and those who know Lola Star, I started off with one dress, one dress yeah. design. And, you know, that that was my baby. Yeah. And it, yeah. that started the business off. That was what I designed in university and yeah. launched the business with. But rolling forward, you know, three or four years. And I've also launched Activewear, which was mm. two years ago. It was just, it was getting too confusing. It was confusing me, so it must have been mm. confusing other Customer. people. Yeah. It was just you know, are you doing children's wear or, or your active wear? Mm. And then you could go onto the website and, you know, you might be looking for a dress and then a woman pops up with a sports bra on. It was just, yeah, yeah. It, was, I, it was just not clear anymore. Mm. So I think making the decision to drop the children's dresses has been a pivotal moment because yeah. it's something I've been pondering on for probably mm-hmm. 12 months. Yeah. And I've only recently done it. Like yeah. put it in process the last six months. Yeah. But I truly have seen that, especially mm. the last month or two, things are mm. just beginning to change and yeah, things are more clear. It must have been really challenging for you though, but we do massively understand one of our main things for leading ladies that we shout about is people don't buy the best products and services. They buy the products and service that they understand the quickest. So if you yeah. are confusing, if you're confused by it, then your customer is 100% confused yeah. by it. And that's why we dropped a lot of the things that we, we did for leading ladies in business because it was confusing. It was oh, well, what have you got going on this? There's just too much, yeah. too much overload, too much information. And um, I love the dresses. Obviously, Aurora so wore the I. dresses. <laughs> um, and that must have been really, really hard because that was the start of Lola yeah. Star. Yeah, yeah, it was. And I think that's why it took me yeah, so, so long, long just to yeah. like mm. let go. Yeah. It really did. Yeah. You know, and only mm. just now, like the manufacturer they use, they, I contacted them to send the designs back because yeah. I thought I'll put the patterns away. Put them somewhere yeah. safe, you know, mm. they don't, might make an appearance one day, but mm. they're actually coming back this week. Oh. Yeah, she sent them out today. Oh. Uh, yeah, End so. of an era, but the start of a new chapter yeah. as well. Yeah. And I think sometimes, yeah, you need to free up that space, don't you, for, for new opportunities to, yeah. to come in. And it's not, I think it's really brave to see it not as a failure or as a... Um, you know something that but that I think that's what work. I did feel like yeah. at first and yeah. that's why I wasn't addressing I think it mm. when we've got our own businesses they've started from a real passion haven't they yeah. and there's part of you that's tied up in that business and, and in that design and in that clothing there's a whole story memories. and yeah. memory you know mm. of being in uni and, and launching and, mm. and all the hopes and dreams for that yeah. that you have to also mm. 
dispassionately yeah. kind of say it, it, it wasn't a failure. I learned so much from that and it's just going to propel us to mm-hmm. this next stage yeah. of our business, which actually is mm-hmm. active wear. And when you look at what the majority of people are going around in at the moment and this is a rare occasion that I would not be in active wear yeah. because I love, <laughs> I love it it's just so comfy yeah. um, but you know there's a real place for that in the market at the moment yeah. and it's not a failure it's just a, another opportunity yeah mm. I was just telling yourself that isn't yeah. it, as well I think yeah. as a small business as well I think we don't see it as what the big businesses see it as you know you wouldn't get Warburton's you know um getting so attached to like a certain you know loaf of bread or yeah (laughs) if 50 50 goes off the shelves it's not going to be the end (laughs) of the world um but you know it is a big decision that they have to make but they know it's business strategy and I think again what Carl just said you know when we start our businesses it's very emotive and you've started it and it's been very based around Lola as well with the dresses like she she was your model you know your inspiration and it's yeah that must have been really, really tough. Yeah. So what advice do you have for others going through similar situations then who have had to make that change or who were just facing a challenge in their business? Like what what was your turning point that you went, right, okay, now's the time. I'm going to do it right now. Yeah, I think if something isn't working, you have, you've just got to change it. Drop, if it's something, if it's a product or if it's a service, if it's not working, you know, there's mm. no harm in changing. We've got to change to evolve, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. And I've learned that now because I just kept holding on. But yeah, I think change mm. and change is good. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't always have to mean, like what Carl said, it's going wrong or it's something bad. And yeah. it doesn't mean that it has to not just work for your customer. If something doesn't work for you, but it's still paying you and it's still bring, but you don't feel right, mm. then definitely 100% change is needed to move forward. Mm. Yeah. So it's not just looking at what your customer needs and wants. It's it's your values as well. Yeah. 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 I love that. So building a successful business often involves taking calculated risks. We've heard about some of yours um, going forward, but um, can you share a specific risk that you took that's paid off and how you approached that? I think... I would have said just dropping the children's way. I yeah. think that that was a risk because that was what the brand was built yeah. on. Mm. You know, that that was the main the main yeah. thing about the brand. And again, I've I've still got all mm. the it's lolastar.co.uk, but the Facebook, it was mm. Lola Star Children's Way. Yeah. And it, it gets messy. Yeah. yeah. You know, just gets confusing yeah. and all. Yeah. What support did you have then from family and friends when you made that that decision then, that change? I think Especially Alan. I mean, he's always known. He just goes, you just got to do it in your own time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You've got to come around to those decisions yourself, haven't you? Yeah. Um, someone, we did an action learning set a few weeks ago and I had a, an issue that I bought to the action learning set. And um, one of the open questions that was asked was, how often do you listen to your gut instinct? And I was like, I think often, you know, don't you? a long time in your gut yeah. when it's not working, yeah. but it still takes a long, a long time, time to before. action. Yeah. yeah. What you know is million percent. is wrong. Yeah. Um yeah, and and that stuck with me. Like every time there's a problem or something comes up now, I go, How often do you listen to your gut? Oh right, okay. Yeah, that that's what needs to be done. Yeah. Because I think we know inside. In your heart of hearts, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's just it's, it's the fear just, as well yeah. of what other people will think. 
as well. Yeah. That's what's kept us back yeah. from changing so much. Oh, will they think it's a failure? Will they yeah, think it's, that's a big you know, thing. Yeah. It, you, you're letting somebody else down. Do, does somebody else need it? And yeah, no, I think yeah. your decision and that decision yeah. is definitely, it's just going to propel all of the active wear that you do. It yeah. really, really is. So can you share three tips within your niche? And I'm going to take note of this for my daughter, who's obviously joining fashion um, mm. uni next year, and um, that you know will support any woman in business, um, who any women in business who are watching this episode. So if someone's starting from the beginning and they've got a design or a product that they want to move into manufacturing, <clears throat> I'd say you need to start with a tech pack. <clears throat> There's people who can do this, Unless if you're in uni and you've already got a tech pack and you can do all these things. And what is a tech pack, I know? So a tech pack. I feel like I want a tech pack. <laughs> you don't need a tech pack. I don't need a tech no, pack. We need no, no more. we need no more. <laughs> what is so a tech, a tech pack is something you need to present to a manufacturer. Okay. For an order to your product to be mm-hmm. made specifically mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. So that will have measurements in you'd have your colors your fabrics mm-hmm. you'd have flat sketches you'd have cads yeah. so this is all the information a manufacturer needs to make your product so if you are just starting off that's where you need to start okay. with then you need to find out what kinds of fabrics you're going to be using do you want to be eco-friendly um manufacturers do you want to manufacture in the uk do you want to go abroad mm-hmm. so all those things you need to they're like your main factors mm-hmm. if you're just starting off. If you're a little bit further on, I would say just start off with mm-hmm. one design, mm-hmm. you know, and see how that goes. Mm-hmm. I I kind of did it back to front. I think coming off the back of mm-hmm. um, university, I had all these ideas and yeah, I already yeah. had with all mm-hmm. that information and mm-hmm. uh, manufacturing, um, what's the word? With all that background, all you know, the your background, seamstress mm-hmm. yeah. skill as all well. All the background and contacts that I've yeah. had from manufacturing mm-hmm. and um, the seamstress over the years, I, I knew quite a you lot of people and contacts. Yeah. So I kind of went into it like a bull mm-hmm. in a china shop. I was like, yeah, I'm ordering this, I'm getting this done, I'm yeah. getting that. Yeah. I wouldn't do that at all. You need to start smaller. You have your one product mm-hmm. and find who your customer is. Because yeah. I remember Cal used yeah. to go to the coffee shops for leading ladies yeah. and it was at the beginning and Carl would always say it's always in my head mm-hmm. who's your target customer and I'd yeah. be like you'd be like write a name down yeah. do this do that and I had this great design and it had mm-hmm. all the bells and whistles but I didn't know who was selling it to yeah yeah yeah, and yeah. so that that's one I thing I would so. say you need to find you know as a mm-hmm. designer you think your product's great and it might be mm-hmm. but it's not for everyone yeah you know when you need to find who is going to buy your products yeah. and yeah. designs yeah yeah, who you know what price range you're going to sit at, so yeah. that you've got that that person in mind who's got a uh, you know that that budget for that product and service, yeah. and yeah, th- and that's a really important well. piece of yeah. work, like yeah. the values okay. of your customer. Because mm. I know you again, you know it's it's very your your business, your values are huge, aren't they? With yeah. sustainability, yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about that because we haven't touched on that. So sustainability for Lola Star, what does that look like? Yeah, so. You know, I'm passionate about having my designs made in the UK and mm. that, that is because mm, yeah, I've yeah. always worked yeah. within, you know, factories yeah. and seamstress. So I will always support the textile mm-hmm. industry. But it also keeps the carbon footprint down to its lowest. Yeah. Um, fabrics I use, you know, back in the day, mm-hmm. I wasn't using recycled materials, you know, and I, 
you know, we know the effects that mm. fashion and materials mm. has on the planet. And I've educated myself over the years and I just don't want to add yeah. to the yeah. problem anymore. So if I can use recycled materials, use up what's already on the planet, then... That makes yeah. so much sense. Yeah. We could do more of that, like 100%. That does make more sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, and I think another thing, you know, if, like you said, your daughter, but if... if your look, if you find someone who inspires you, mm. who's in that industry and you, you know, reach out to them. Obviously, you know, not the likes of Stella McCartney. You can't just ring her. <laughs> Hello, Stella. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can try, you never know. Do you fancy a cup of tea? Made yeah. the right way. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely reach out to people. You know, there's so many indie brands now, really small ones yeah. that, mm. you know, they'd love you to reach out and ask. And yeah. they will have made the mistakes and mm. they can put you in the right direction. Like a mentor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's building Definitely. those key relationships, isn't it? Yeah, it's your network, yeah. your community, and network. Yeah, yeah. Like Lean Ladies has just been amazing for me. Oh. Really, are such. It's brought me out of my comfort zone. I mean, this is like massively <laughs> out of my comfort <laughs> you zone doing a podcast. You're a natural, but yeah. Um, yeah. And I've met so many amazing people and connections. Yeah, it's been a brilliant. Such a big platform. And now, you know, most of Liverpool are walking around with Lola Starleg in the sun. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. We love I it know. too. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. But what we don't love is not making the perfect cup of tea the right yeah. way. Yeah, so, that puts me right out of my comfort zone. Really yeah. <laughs> but really do you know, does. if you did spill a cup of tea on a pair of Lola Star leggings, which I have spilled tea on them, it rolls off. Yeah. Just rolls off. <laughs> it does. In the middle of Delamere. I, I didn't your, spill the tea, actually. I think Aurora spilled. Don't spill my cup of tea. <laughs> Sorry, you didn't make it right. Sorry, you did not make it right. Have you got your leggings on? <laughs> and it literally, I thought, oh, no, this is going to spoil the day. You know, she's, but I'm trying to be that, you know, that, that mum that goes, don't worry, it's okay. It's only a cup of tea. You just burned my leg. Um, and it just rolled off my leggings and I could just wipe them. Yeah. And they, they didn't stay wet. Yeah. Like it was, what magic is that? It's great, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so the, the sweat wicking, so that draws any oh, okay. um, sweat or liquid from the inside yeah. to the outside. Yeah. So it just wow. gives it an effect. Wow. I love that. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So if you are a spiller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're prone a to a spillage. Yeah. Lola Star also bleach resistant as well. Yeah. So if you're oh. cleaning and you get bleach on them. Yeah, throw them in the washing machine. I never clean in my Lola Star leggings. (laughs) Never. (laughs) Never. Um, Okay, so our closing tradition, we'll get back to the point. (laughs) The question (laughs) is, how would you make the perfect cup of tea if you were to make it for myself or Cal? Okay, so if I'm making a cup of tea, I'll boil the kettle, put the tea bag in the cup, pour the hot water on, give it a good stir, give it a good squeeze, Mm -hmm. take the tea bag out. And then add the milk. Yes. Thought we were friends. <laughs> Sorry, Claire. <laughs> but that's all how these you people do come it. to my house to tea, it. by the way. <laughs> I'm just saying, it. today's <laughs> guest. It is. It never happens. <laughs> it does. It does happen. There's do lots of sensible people on the yeah. show. Do you not ever think, though, if you have the milk and the tea bag in together and the sugar that the tea bag would absorb she doesn't think that's the, the milk problem the sugar, that's no. the problem so if you put a yeah. full spoon of sugar in do you think can, you might just get can we have that little caption she doesn't think so I can just send that to Cal every day when she asks me any questions on the visit she does not think she does not think she does not think so no Kate I don't think about it the milk is going to like ruin the tea bag you really should you should think I about re- that more I really should it, and it doesn't it's a really nice cup of tea I don't add sugar mm. 
or I'd do that completely you a do different make a nice way. Cup of tea, I do make a nice cup yeah. of tea. Yeah. I do make a nice cup you of tea. Do. And I just think, you know, just like you with your Lola Star leggings, I'm saving milk, really, aren't I? Because and I'm saving tea bags because let me get to the point. <laughs> there is a point. Because if you take that tea I mean, bag out, and if, you, if you take that tea bag out, if you take the tea bag out and then you put the milk in and it's too much milk, what are you gonna do? What are you going to do? You're going to waste milk. You're going to waste it because Cal would pour it out before even thinking about putting another tea bag in. But then you've got to put the tea. Don't tell me you've never put your tea bag back in because it's not. No, do you know what I usually do? To be fair, I'm having, you know, a builder's tea now. But at home, I just have black tea. So just pop the tea bag in, hot water, and that's it. And I leave yeah. the tea bag in, and then when it's nearly the bottom, Kate, I pour that could have been your in. answer. Like that could have been your answer. But, but yeah. if I'm making it for someone else, no one else <laughs> okay. really drinks black tea. So, but yeah. that's how I would make tea. But okay. yeah, I just drink black tea. Wow. Yeah. There you go. But it's a treat if I go to someone else's because I have. A bit of milk. A little yeah. bit of milk. Yeah. I love that. Well, <laughs> wow. oh, you've been an incredible guest. You Thank have. you so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. We Thank you. Amazing. Thank you.